bang, here we are. What a weekend. <laughs> it's Monday, August 16th, and you are dialed into the Daily Huddle. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Noodleberg. Daily Huddle. It's obvious that you had a rest and relaxation weekend and are approximately on, you know, seven shots of espresso already this morning or how many is it actually um you know I, i'm a big cardio fan but i've been working out boxing doing all that kind of stuff so haven't really focused on just plain running sort of been resting on the off days and i was committed as people are going back to school i'm going back to bridge runs so i got got out on the bridge today and just was back and forth. And it was beautiful out five o'clock in the morning. Got a great sweat. Did stop at my favorite Starbucks. And now I'm drinking my favorite green drink, Detox Organic. So I am on fire. I love it. Good morning to Randall Newton. Good morning to John Fairbrother. Good morning to Christy Turris. Good morning to some people that I haven't seen in a while. So uh, great to have you here as always. You know, uh, shout out to Randall Newton who is uh, the newest uh, member of the City family. Congratulations, brother. Congratulations is right. Yeah, it was awesome to catch up with Andy last week and learn of some new things that were happening through PATH. And, you know, we live in a world of content. You know, I don't care where it is or what's happening. If you're producing content, you're allowing things to happen. Good morning, Dawn. Dawn Michelle Howard, man. One of my favorites from my days with the Capitol folks. So good to see you here in the huddle. You just never know who is going to show up. So <laughs> it's great. We have all the regulars. Then we always get somebody new. Welcome, Don. I My show is packed today. Don't even know if I'll get it all in. So I am going right to Wake Up Music. Let's do it. So let's go. We're just starting with everything. August 16th, the 228th day of the year, 229th in a leap year. And that means there are 137 days left. Get your ass in gear. I don't know what percentage that is, but that definitely is beyond half. And it feels like it's almost three quarters. You, you can make shit happen in 137 days. You can make shit happen in 30 days. So... That is on you, okay? So good stuff there. Um, here's a reminder. Just 20 Saturdays left until Christmas. Oh, crazy. Get shopping. <laughs> How about this? For, for If you're waking up feeling sort of not with it and you want something, you want to look at something that was really bad on this day, uh, way back in, uh, hold on, I lost the date. Way back in 1962, Pete Best got fired. Pete Best, if you don't know who he is, was the drummer for the Beatles. They fired him, hired Ringo Starr, and went on to be 
the band of the <laughs> ages. So, uh, so would the Beatles have been the Beatles without Ringo Starr? Like, was the drummer? What do you think was more important, the talent of the drummer or the chemistry of the drummer? Oh, that is a great question because it was the chemistry that made it work. It uh, and chemistry wins every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I, so that that is the t- so there was a ton of NFL games on this weekend. For those of you that aren't sports fans, I know I bore you with this stuff. But watching teams play for four quarters and not have the starters in the whole time, you're able to see what teams have chemistry. You're able to see Jalen Hurts watch from the sideline as a third string receiver scores a touchdown and him sprint 60 yards down the sideline to go celebrate with that guy because it was his first NFL touchdown. doesn't matter that it's in a preseason game. That is chemistry, and team chemistry wins. That is culture. Every time. You know, it's uh, give me the people who are team-oriented, who are rooting for everybody else, and who are hard workers way over the most talented guys. I'll take them every single time. What a great comment to start a Monday. But – um, I do want to give a massive hug and a massive shout out to our friend David Roth. Friday, we spent the day uh, in our photo shoot. You know how committed we are to great content and fresh, relevant pictures are important. So uh, there we are in an actual uh, strategy session. It wasn't even bullshit. We yeah. were really working on stuff. The stuff on the board was relevant. Shout out to Andy Hill, Christy Ruiz, Clint, all the people that we work with at City for allowing us to use their conference room, which, by the way, environment counts. That was an inspiring place. But um, can't wait to show you all of the photos. But this is what the Daily Huddle photo looks like. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think it looks fantastic. But as soon as I saw this, I was like, we look like we have like a house flipping show on HGTV. Like we're ready to come in. We're able to, we're ready to demo your whole house and redo the whole thing. Like, I, I actually think we should make a calendar and go out and sign. Yeah. Like uh, honest, like Chris, tell, tell Christy, tell Andy, like, Hey guys, we're going to create a, a house flipping business next to city. Right. These are your guys. Like, we are, we're going to be called city demolition. Yeah, I love it. City demos. So uh, really, really great stuff. Shout out. What a great day. That dude has a way of bringing out the best. If you get a chance to work with him, his specialty is headshots, but he does all kinds of stuff. He did Shay and uh, uh, Danielle's uh, baby shower. He's just absolutely fantastic. So as I promised you before, Mondays is all about motivation. Nobody better than our man Jocko to bring it to life. What do you do on the days when you're just not feeling it? Those days. <laughs> Those days when I'm tired or worn out or just basically sick of the grind. What, what do I do on those days? I go anyways. I get it done even if I'm just going through the motions I go through the motions I don't really want to work out I work out I, I really don't want to hammer on a project 
I hammer on the project. Don't really want to get up and get out of bed. Yeah. I get up and get out of bed. Get out of bed, man. <laughs> he makes Showing it, up is half the battle. He makes it so simple. You know, it's really easy, the choice to lay in bed. Everybody's in love with their bed. Everybody has that moment in the morning where it's like, this is good. I could stay here all day. It's that moment that you make the choice and he makes it really easy because what do I do? I just do it. Yeah, he makes the decision. Just makes the decision to do it. It's not difficult, but that is the discipline. And that is the 1% that differentiates the good from the great, the great from the all-time, you know, greatest of all time. Like, that's the little bit. And when you're competing at a high level, I talked about it this morning, like, it's the details and it's the consistency of doing it day in and day out that separate you from everybody else. God, I, I just love it. It's um, I can listen to him all day long. He motivates me. Part of my downtime was just digging into my content. So uh, watch out the next couple of weeks because I'm super fired up. On this day, if you want to feel good, you want something that motivates you more than Jocko, on this day in Brookfield, Illinois, a three-year-old boy fell into a gorilla enclosure Shay, show me the news report. Kankakee paramedic Pete Zaridis was at the Brookfield Zoo relaxing with friends. They were near the gorilla habitat when the three-year-old boy first fell into the animal's den. His first impulse was to help. First thing I wanted to do is you know, help right away. Um, I sort of trying to get to a scene, you know, and actually go in and you know mitigate the situation right away and do as much as we can. But that was probably the worst part is not being able to do that. Kankakee paramedic Bill Lambert shot this dramatic video. In it, you can see the gorilla, Benty Waugh, holding and comforting the three-year-old. She soon takes the little boy to the habitat door. And that's where paramedic Jeff Bruno and others rushed in for the rescue. It, it seems like it's... Uh... A blessing, you know, the grace of God that we were there and, and being able to help. But um, I, I think the gorilla venti really helped us out too because the, the scenario could have been a lot worse than. Crazy. 1996? 96. You know, just in doing the research for the show, you come up with crazy stuff. I don't know how that fits. Except Such a feel-good moment, though. Like, yeah, like I, the like, fact that the gorilla imagine, decided to the compassion. Can you imagine if you're the parent of the three-year-old that falls in? Oh, freaking it's, out! It's freaking, freaking out. out. It's, you know, you can't jump in to save your kid. I mean, it is crazy. So, really good stuff. More feel-good stuff uh, for those who are living under a rock and miss this. Major League Baseball finally did something right. They don't do much right. I mean, you and I had this conversation, or Jake and I had this conversation. There's a pitcher that basically is leading the league in wins in, as a pitcher and in home runs. Yeah. To me, that's Babe Ruth. Hasn't been done since Babe Ruth, right? Like, I didn't even know the guy's name at the All-Star. Right? <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know they had an All-Star break. You know, crazy. Um, anyway, they took the movie Field of Dreams and actually played – the game on that field. Jay, show me the Facebook post. Every element of Field of Dreams, if you tried to reconstruct it, it would never happen. 
And and we sometimes we hurt the ones we love the, the most. And and our and our dads, it's biblical almost, right? They just don't understand, we think, and they don't understand us. And somehow in this sweet little movie, that whole subplot was really strong. And I mean, yeah, we were we were happy to hear the names Gil Hodges, Duke Snyder, these different players. But really about halfway through the movie, any of us that have some undone business in our life started to go, oh my God. What is this movie about? Because it's not going to be a car crash. There's not going to be a fist fight. And I don't see a love scene coming from anywhere. And it boiled itself down to our big climax was you want to have a catch. Kevin. It's awesome. I got chills. I got tears. I got, you know, he's just an amazing, amazing dude. Che, you got a thought? It was the highest watched game since 2005. Go figure. Because they created something fun. (laughs) <laughs> so, they gave uh, people a real reason to watch so d robinson's at dyersville iowa so d, d hits it d hits it for some swag but do you know what happened in the game do you know how the game ended it was absolutely as magical as the movie you couldn't write the script you couldn't write a fucking script to end this way like, baseball is so sick it yeah. just always happens that there's something like that you know yankees go up at the top of the ninth you're going to lose the game. The cheering. A walk-off home run to win the game. Like, unbelievable. They create a Field of Dreams game, and there is a movie-esque ending with a walk-off home run. Unbelievable. So, Do not job. be surprised if you see that game every year. Be really cool to go to. But it was all over social media. Everybody had fun. Costner, uh, show him walking through the corn. I think we have that picture. There you go. I mean, yeah. how much better does it get than that? Except Super social cool. media. Thank you, social media. Thank you, A-Rod. Show me the post uh, that A-Rod did on Instagram. And so, so much fun hanging out with Kevin Costner on our set at the Field of Dreams. Here's his top five movies. Field of Dreams, Untouchables, No Way Out, Bull Durham, The Bodyguard. Mark, any comments on any of those? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Yeah, how the game doesn't make it in there, I don't know. Like, the game is one of my all-time favorite uh, Costner movies, and it's clear the mechanism, right? Like, like he's a pitcher, 
And his way to focus before every pitch and block out the noise, he says, clear the mechanism. And it just laser focuses him, him into the game. And so another post from A-Rod to tease it was fantastic. A-Rod put, a, 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 you know, put his Yankee uniform on and walked through the, uh, the corn as if in the movie. Uh, so they didn't – so key takeaway, they did an unbelievable job of using social media to promote the actual game. So no, dis- no surprise that they created an event, they used social media to promote it, and they got great viewership and then had a great product. And um, what a oh, nice – For the love of the game. Thank you, D. That's the name of the movie, for the love of game, the game, not the game. And let me tell you something. It was a great distraction from all the bullshit that's going on in the news. Stay away from the news. Stay focused on the good stuff. Good stuff. So Mondays, got to give you some real content. Motivational music will bring us right to how do we get job satisfaction? Give me some music. Let's do it. singing that all day long <laughs> and uh first of all lloyd i don't even want to hear Debo's. <laughs> forget about playing it i don't want to hear it there is no only one version of that song and it's great to start the week with uh with the rolling stones but the point of the reason why i played that song is my man seth godin who always comes out with relevant information came out with a post last week about a study that was done 50 years ago by oldham and hackman Shay, show me these two gentlemen who basically did a report um, that talked about maintaining motivation in the workplace. Um, how do people stay motivated? How do people really enjoy their jobs? And they came down to five characteristics. Mark, do you know what five characteristics they are? I know that one of them, which I believe is the most important characteristic, which you can tie it back to Simon Sinek is the why, right? Is, okay. is does the person's why match what they're doing? So I will read you the five. And in the last couple of minutes, we can comment on them. This, this is a job satisfaction is driven by five factors. Number one, task significance. Does the work you do create meaning? Number two, task identity. Do you feel ownership? Rick Whalen was here talking about extreme ownership. 
emotionally are you invested in the work you do? Number three, autonomy. Do you have the freedom to make choices? Number four, skill variety. Is it the ta- is the task monotonous? We showed Lucille Ball last week. The mm-hmm. assembly line stuff is the industrial revolution. Hard to keep people motivated. And then number five, skill. I'm sorry, number five is feedback. Are you in a place where you can safely and easily get feedback and use it to improve? Does that mirror every single thing that we talk about? Yeah, thousand percent. You know, when when it talks about um, when it talks about what was the the second one? Task identity, right? right. And task identity is is the, does the person take ownership of the role that they're in and the thing that they're doing? And yes, that's an individual responsibility, but that's also the responsibility of the leader. And the more conversations we have with organizations about developing coaches at every level, not everybody has to be the CEO, but everybody has to be responsible or somebody has to be responsible for developing the people around them. If you want to develop a culture that is purpose-driven and having everybody move towards the North Star or whatever the main point of the organization is. You know, one of the things about, um, we talk about process all the time. I don't think leaders or employees or anybody really has a checklist on how to create job satisfaction. You know, the why is great. Simon threw it out there and it's like, even that exercise is a little broad for people. What do you mean? Why? Why? Cause I got to make money to support my family and the things that, you know, I think people have a hard time identifying that, especially if they're in a role that doesn't necessarily fit who they are. This checklist is good for both sides of the table. This is good when you're with a current employer. Listen, we talk about you and football had a constant feedback loop. Every day. Instantaneous. (laughs) Instantaneous. And I think that's the end. The feedback loop should go both ways. Like I really want leaders to understand this or people that are in a coaching role within their organization. There were plenty of conversations that I had with a running back or a tight end or uh, somebody who played special teams for me that came back to me and said, hey, this is what I tried to do. I tried to apply our normal process here. This is what happened. I think we might need to make an adjustment. Then it was my job as the leader to not say, no, fuck you. This is the way we do it. It was my job to say, that's great feedback. Thank you for giving me that. Now I can make an adjustment to the whole process to help us be successful. So the culture has to promote feedback both ways. I'm going to help you get bad. I'm going to help you get better. And it's going to be your responsibility to point out problems that you see. Give me a bang. Bang. Three-pointer. Bang! It's good. You get it. Feedback goes both ways. And if you want to be a leader and you're not willing to listen to feedback about how you're showing up, you are failing your people. Servant leadership is about being there for your people. Now, before we leave, I know we're a little over time, but I want to tell a story about Stephanie Sloan. I'm going to show you how this stuff works. Stephanie Sloan, I met, she was sitting at the bar when I was speaking for True Network up at um, Barnsley Gardens. I walk in to grab a drink, sit down at the bar, and she is reading Andy Frisella's Hard 75. Sure. Or 75 Hard. 
So I sit there, I go, you can read at a bar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get into a conversation. I go, I know, Andy. Uh, she goes, well, what do you do? And I go, well, I'm actually a speaker. I wrote a book and we connected, had a great conversation. I have since maintained a relationship with her, spoken to her CEO, and I hope one day to work with her. But Stephanie, welcome to the huddle and way to be. <laughs> it's all about connecting at scale. Doesn't matter if we ever do business. I'm glad you're in and, and to Lori's point, so I want to show Lori what she says. Leaders don't always get enough, get the, the feedback enough. That is the individual responsibility, right? If I'm in, I don't care if I'm top of the organization, middle of the organization, bottom of the organization, everybody has the responsibility to point out gaps and come with a solution. Not just say, this doesn't work. I don't like it. This doesn't work. I don't like it. Here's a solution I think might work. So here's the thing. And Lori is so great at bringing it up. If you don't create an environment where that feedback is well, welcome, if people are scared to give you feedback, the whole thing fails. It yep. just fails the people. And remember, it's always about the people internally, externally. It's the people that drive the entire machine. So um, if you do not create that culture, you can change that by just saying, hey, I'm willing to listen to my blind side. You know, one yep. of the things we do in coaching is point out, hey, you don't see this. Doesn't, doesn't make you bad. It's just you don't see it. And if you're willing to see it, listen and not get defensive, man, wow, that's where all the growth happens. So what a Monday, huh? Great start. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like 